In today's edition of Leading Ladies, a women's special edition series, I'm delighted to welcome Ghazal Alak, co-founder and chief mom at Mama Earth. Mama Earth, as you would know, is India's leading direct-to-consumer brand that is engaged in the manufacture and sale of toxin-free natural ingredient, personal care and baby products. Ghazal, but prior to being, uh, prior to founding Mama Earth, has also founded another startup and has been a corporate trainer in NIT and is also an artist. Welcome, Gazul. Thank you, Devika. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here. Gazul, uh, Mama Earth today is one of the most popular brands and a few of us know how it was conceptualized and launched, but it's a very interesting story. So we would like to hear from you, what is it that you were solving for and how has your journey been? Sure. So Devika, this, uh, you know, Mama Earth actually um, came up from a personal struggle of not being able to find toxin-free products for my son, Agastya, right? Um, while I was in New York for my art education is where I realized uh, that, you know, there was a toxin-free movement which was going on where certain products were being being you know lifted off shelves and that's where my education around ingredients some of the ingredients being harmful um, sort of started uh, and since then I have been you know reading labels um, now when my son was born I was very pertinent putting on his skin he also had a skin allergy which uh, sort of needed to be taken care of um, and, and while doing so, I realized that most of the baby products that were available in India actually contained those harmful ingredients like sulfates, parabens, you know, silicones, which are, which are not ideal um, for, for the delicate skin of a baby. And while outside of India, there was, uh, you know, a list of ingredients which were banned to be used, India did not have any such regulation at that point of time. Um, so that is when I started importing products from outside of India, which was actually a pain because, you know, tracking everybody, figuring, stocking them out. And by the time you were to use them, half the products used to, you know, expire. Um, uh, so, so that was a challenge which I was facing and, um, you know, realizing that this, this was a gap in the Indian market is when, um, we started having conversations that somebody needs to do something about this, you know, babies don't deserve to, um, uh, you, you know, have such harmful chemicals laden in their products, which is where we came up with the idea of Mama Earth. We said, you know, rather than waiting for somebody to do it, let's, let's figure if we can do it. And after, after researching for about eight to 10 months, you know, figuring out ingredients, checking their sources, if they were available in India or not, um, talking to vendors, you know, uh, practically looking at if things were possible um, and, and uh, all of that sort of paid off. We realized that at a, at a um, you know, decent um, uh, price, which was affordable to a larger set of audience, we could actually launch um, uh, you know, a baby care brand with um, the right kind of ingredients and natural ingredients, which would further help them. Uh, and this is how we came up with Mama Earth in December of 2016. We launched ourselves uh, with six products. At that time, we were very clear that we wanted to enter baby as a category. But I think within a span of six months and getting a lot of customer um, you know, push that why just babies, even moms deserve it, even, you know, adults deserve to use toxin-free products. 
um, you know, uh, that is how we entered into adult care. And, and as of today, we are, we are into baby care, hair care, skin care, and body care as a category with uh, over 120 products in our portfolio. That's superb, uh, Gazal. Uh, and I'm one of your customers, so I can verify and you know, absolutely reiterate that they are fantastic products. Uh, Thank you. I'm so glad to know that. <laughs> You're also Asia's only made safe certified brand for baby products. And that's amazing because that's a pretty prestigious uh, US certification that you've got there. Uh, and like you mentioned, you've now moved into personal care with head care, body care, skin care. So, you know, could you share with us what are the, what are the emerging trends that you see in these segments? Uh, what are your areas of focus? Because you're going from six brands to 120 brands, how are you looking uh, uh, about the way ahead? And also a little about your customer base. What is the set and the mix of customers that you have currently? And what are you focusing on? Sure, sure, Devika, that's... That's a lot of questions. Let me, <laughs> let me just pick it, um, you know, one by one. Um, we were Asia's first brand to get MadeSafe certification, you know, and that um, uh, that was that was a problem that we um, thought would come. You know, there have been baby care brands which were there in India for for centuries, and people have been using them generations over generations. You know, one of the one of the key um, challenges that uh, that we thought would come is that why would a new mother trust a new brand? Just us coming out and saying that, you know, we are toxin-free, we are natural, and you should use us. Um, why should a mother trust you? Uh, which is where we brought this, um, you know, not-for-profit US-based organization, which is made safe um, to, to um, you know, certify us. Um, that said, since our launch, there are a couple of more brands which have been following suit. Uh, and we are very happy to know that, that we've brought that sense of consciousness into the Indian market um, with our proposition of toxin-free. Um, uh, but yeah, now further coming to your next question on, you know, expanding to over 120 products and identifying what consumers need, I think when we start, since we started, right, we have been very close to our customers. Um, I was talking to a few mothers month on month, um, you know, just to understand, take feedback on the products, understand their problem, uh, because that is what we wanted to be. We wanted to be, um, you know, a purpose-based brand who understands the consumer so well that um, we, we try and solve problems that they are facing. Um, uh, you know, for example, uh, for a very brief period of time, kids suffer from this, babies suffer from this problem of colic, right? Um, colic is this excruciating summer, uh, you know, stomach pain, which um, uh, happens. And the only solution which was available in the Indian market was a medicine that they had to take. Uh, now, newborn kids, right, you're advised to give them only mother's milk. Why would you give them medicines if that can be solved topically, which is where we came up with 100% hing roll-on, which is actually a DIY that, you know, Adaris and nannies used to use. Problems like these is what we have been trying to understand, be it any category that we have entered, you know. Mothers experience a lot of hair fall post um, giving birth. So, so solving that, right? Adults looking for easy to use options. So our, our TG is millennials, right? We want to cater to them with the best proposition with something that they're looking forward to. And today's uh, millennial audience, you know, 
had values the age old nuskhas that dadimas and nanimas used to use that said they don't have the time to sort of do all of it at home and and create those recipes Uh, so we understand those problems and we we innovate bases that and worked how gazal uh, <laughs> you have grown from 16 crores in top line 2 years ago to 100 crores crossing 100 crores last year in 2020 march and you will be crossing 500 crores this year that is unimaginable and absolutely awe inspiring and i know i we we are aware that uh, the pandemic has been uh, has been able to give a boost to a lot of digitally led brands but even so this is exponential growth so what have been your key success factors for this growth so devika i think as unfortunate as this pandemic was for all of us around there was um, you know a certain um, uh, trend which favored um, e-commerce right people were at home they wanted uh, the needs did not end for that matter they increased you, you you were staying at home you were spending time with the family um people started ordering in for that matter we saw a lot of spike in tier 2 tier 3 cities as well where where um you know people wanted to experience and and that said probably they did not have any other option because large part of the shops were closed um i think that is something which worked to our favor in the last uh, uh, one year um that said when the entire country went into lockdown right um the one thing which gave us uh, sort of sleepless nights was uh, business continuity right how do we ensure that the business um continues and i think um we uh, you know my husband varun spent days together at police station trying to get um you know the license to start operating because um while we are into you know personal care i think the baby segment also lies in in essentials and it was important for for um the people to you know get those products because why would you use something else just because um the services are closed and you wouldn't uh, so that is something that we were really focused on i think we were the uh first ones in terms of fmcg brands to um get the license to start operating again um uh, even after that um you know uh, marketing was something which people suddenly stopped focusing on everywhere they were like you know people are not buying shops are closed um that said what we observed was that since nobody was take you know doing media per se um uh, the costs had significantly come down and that is what we focused at we said okay rather than you know um uh, following suit of not doing anything let's go aggressive um and and we took advantage of the low cpms there which is which again favored um you know you know the kind of uh, growth that we um could get um because of the low marketing spends um innovation like i said we did not stop innovating for that matter we launched 58 products last year Uh, well, uh, um, you know, there was a lot of supply chain issues. You could not get your packaging material from China. Figuring out, you know, how can you do um, that same thing within India? Identifying new vendors, creating new capabilities, taking care of supply chain. Um, I think it was a roller coaster ride for us. But we were just not okay saying that, you know, this is a problem which. um we cannot solve for now we we just approached everything that yes there are a lot of problems you know 
we might have solved one. Now, how do you solve the rest of the uh, 99 problems? So, so that is that is the attitude which, um, you know, not, not just from us as founders, but even from the team um, came out during, during uh, the lockdown phase where each function grew and contributed to the success that um, that's showing today. Well said, uh, Gazal. In fact, I also think that two other things that I noticed in your growth story was this vitamin C uh, product line that you launched, which I think just was huge uh, during the pandemic, especially. Also, you kind of also focused on building your offline uh, you yes. know, uh, presence. And I have a question to that because most of the digital first platforms I see or brands that are uh, online, right? Uh, over a period of time, do uh, pivot into an omni-channel platform. And uh, I see your growth focus there too. And this is a question we asked Advaita at Nika, and we would like to put the same question to you, that in India, is it very important to have the offline presence? And what are Obama Earth's plans towards this? Sure, sure. So Devika, when it comes to Mama Earth, or for that matter, I think for NASA, we are, we are a digital first brand and we will you know, sort of continue to be uh, digital uh, first. That's a during the, now even the offline presence that we are, we are sort of you know, building and taking forward, is not a mass distribution play, but it's more of identifying the right kind of uh, stores which consumers want uh, to see us in, right? Uh, just to get an understanding of what the product looks like, what the product feels like. We have testers that people can actually use to experience products in these offline stores. It's, it's just to be reachable to a large amount of audience, which might not be um, you know, comfortable buying uh, something which they haven't touched or seen. Uh, and that is where we are, we are, we are now you know, going offline. Yes, there is an aggressive play because there's, there's opportunity there to grow. Um, but from a brand's vision point of view, we, we are still going to be digital first and we are, we are sort of building that. Um, you know, forward. Um, in the lockdown period, again, you know, uh, like I said, everybody was shutting stores, there were no conversations, they were uh, around, around opening up or, uh, you know, when do we see things getting better? We used that time to have a few of these conversations with, um, with the people that we couldn't otherwise have reached out to. You know, these were people who gave preference to bigger brands, larger distribution channels, et cetera. And uh, just using that as an opportunity to connect, I think is something which worked to our favor where a lot of these um, uh, you know, uh, guys suddenly got interested that yes, somebody is talking about business continuity and it makes sense to have conversations and take things um, you know, forward. And um, yes, this year there is, there is a very aggressive plan of um, you know, going offline and being present in all the relevant kind of stores. Um, uh, I, I hope it goes well. We're just keeping our fingers crossed. Azul, uh, the D2C space requires a very strong brand, right? And building a strong brand is not an easy, easy task. Uh, the constant fight for being getting top of the mind recall for driving brand affinity uh, is, is a is a ongoing endeavor in this space. Uh, Mama Earth 
has done one thing very well is the whole influencer space that you're very, very strong in. Then you have Shilpa Shetty as your brand ambassador, and I believe also as an investor, right? Yeah. And recently you moved into mainstream uh, media. You mentioned that you took advantage of this low CPM and you kind of uh, sponsored the big boss this year. Uh, how has your brand building journey been and how has it evolved? So Devika, um, coming to our parent company, Honasa, right? Um, the vision that we have for Honasa is to be a house of brands, which, um, you know, caters to the needs of millennials. Um, Mama Earth is one such brand that we have launched, you know, last year, we also launched another brand, which is called the Dermaco, um, which is basically, uh, you know, hardworking single ingredient products, which solves problems like acne, pigmentation, uh, dark spots, etc. right? Uh, but using um, scientific ingredients which are clinically proven in, in the right kind of percentages, right? So long-term vision for Hanasa, I think, is to be a house of brands. We will keep coming up with new brands wherever we feel that there is you know, space to connect with millennials um, and, and give them something that they're looking forward, uh, they're looking for, searching for is, is where Hunasa comes in. We are, we are very sure that we want to build purpose-based brands, which does not only offer products, but also connects with our consumers in, in um, more ways, right? Um, uh, just to talk about Mama Earth, we have a very strong purpose, which is goodness inside, right? And we have recently, and we've um, uh, sort of um, taken up this initiative, uh, which is called Plant Initiative, where every order that you place with Mama Earth, there's a tree that gets linked to it, which you can track. We will give you its geolocation. We will give you what species of the tree we have planted, and you can actually track the growth of the tree as well. You can physically visit that place to see the tree that we have planted on your behalf, right? So I think these are the little things which are, um, uh, which really talk to the consumer, which is where brand building comes into play, right? Um, if I say I have a range of Upton and I'm just selling products, uh, there'll be newer brands which will come, uh, you know, in the coming times. Uh, you might want to experiment with something else. But when you know that yeah, when I invest in this brand, I'm actually contributing a little amount towards taking care of the environment, planting a tree, et cetera. There is a stronger sense of um, you know, belonging that no, this is something that I wanna do. This is something which makes me better. And, and that is the insight that we have um, sort of you know, um, uh, very closely uh, held and we'll continue to do uh, things like these in the future as well. Uh, you know, for that matter, have a vision of planting one million trees over the next, um, you know, uh, two years and um, having a mama earth forest, which consumers can call their own. <laughs> uh, so we are, we are, you know, looking forward to that and we are working really hard to achieve that. I look forward to the mama earth forest. Please do invite <laughs> me into it. You know, hopefully that will happen soon. Uh, you know, Gazal, uh, your journey is pretty, very inspiring. I mean, I, I can just, uh, to, to grow, to conceptualize from, you know, looking after your baby and giving him the best products to now developing this, one of India's leading, if not the biggest B2C brands, amazing. And in a very short period of time, um, huge success, uh, 
lots of accolades, but I'm sure along the journey, you would have seen a lot many lows as well. You know, they could be professional, they could be personal. What were the challenges you faced and what were your key learnings? When we started out, um, you know, building products, for example, ex taking care of ingredients, putting them together, working with MateSafe, there was a lot of pushback on a few ingredients. You had to go back to the lab, you had to formulate again, right? Um, getting the right vendor on board was, was one of the biggest challenges that we faced really early on. Um, you know, one vendors is generally a male dominated, uh, you know, uh, play. The, I mean, going to factories, getting into, uh, you know, uh, packaging, talking to packaging vendors, right? Uh, all of these. Um, and you were not a brand right then, right? You, you were just someone who was trying to make its way. And why would these guys spend their time and energy on, um, you know, developing something which they have not developed before and putting in so much effort to get the product right? Um, a lot of these vendors just did not understand what we were trying to do. Um, uh, you know, uh, then finally, we got this one person who said that, okay, I'll give you access to my lab. I will give you one hour, tell me what needs to be done and let's see where this goes, right? And that was the first vendor and even, um, you know, today is one of our largest vendors that we work with who showed promise. Um, so I think that was one of the biggest challenges, right? How do you start? Where do you start? Who are the right people who can come on board with you to, to sort of, you know, just take that one step forward um, uh, was a big challenge then. Um, like I said before, you know, why should a consumer trust you? Um, what are you doing which is different? Even if it's different, you're, you're so new and everybody says that, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I am good. But when somebody else says that, no, this is good is when the consumers trust where we brought in made safe. I think um, that was another challenge that we faced that um, I was a new mother. Uh, my son was just two years old. Um, managing motherhood with entrepreneurship, both of them were like um, babies who needed equal amount of attention and could not go neglected even for a single hour um, was, was um, another challenge. How do you manage time? How do you take care of family plus kid plus work? was something that I was not very comfortable with. Um, uh, that said, over time, that is something which has helped me be the person that I am today. Um, you know, it just taught me how um, to manage time and also made me realize that I was the only one who could help myself figure that out, right? Um, I started waking up at 4 a.m. in the morning. I started giving 4 to 6.30, which was a me time, I started this um, club, which was the 4am club on Instagram as well, where a lot of folks joined me to do the same. Uh, and, and I think that is something which, I've, which I still do till date. I wake up anywhere between four and five to give those two extra hours, um, which just helped me set the flow for the entire day, right? What I want to do, what I want to achieve. Um, and I don't have to give up on anything. Uh, Gaza, that's actually a very kosher work schedule that you outlined and uh, very, very uh, positive attitude and completely agree there. Uh, I also, while you were speaking, I was wondering who has been your inspiration in this, in this journey? I mean, what inspires you? Who inspires you? Devika, I think the two most inspirational people in my journey of starting up 
were my mother, both my mothers, right? My mother and my mother-in-law. Um, my mother has always taken care of the family while giving due importance to her passions, be it reading, be it writing. You know, she always used to ensure that I don't give up on something that's important to her. Uh, my mother-in-law has been working for almost 40 years. Last year, she got retired. I mean, she got retired and immediately the country went into lockdown is how we <laughs> talk about it at home. Uh, so bringing what these two women have done day on day, I think really inspires me. Uh, it really pushes me to do uh, best, you know, raising kids, working, taking care of your passions. Um, I mean, if I've been... I am in the process of sort of taking care of these three things together. I still need their help a lot of times. Um, but yeah, whenever whenever I, I think that I won't be able to do it, I just, you know, think about how they've done it, which was 40 years back. And, you know, it will be unfair if I say I can't do it. I also now want to talk a little about what is next uh, for uh, Mama Earth. Uh, where do you see... Uh, yourself uh, yes you mentioned that there is the derma company that you've launched there will be more products that you launch but if you were to look at the next three four years um what are the plans that you're making for hunasa i mean i would not just say mama earth because you've now mentioned that you have a bouquet of brands that you want to build under the uh, parent company so what plans for it i think we have we've reached this first mark of 500 crores that we're looking forward to. Uh, now with Mama Earth, we are we are we want to be a thousand crore brand for that matter, fastest of thousand crores probably over the next um, you know two to three years, uh, and that is what we and the entire team is gearing for. Um, as far as Hunasa is concerned, you know, like I said, House of Brand is the strategy that we want to go. That said, we want to um, uh, showcase that you know. Um, uh, we have built a playbook with Mamart. Now that playbook in itself should be replicable to all the other brands that we come up with and you know, make them grow even faster, uh, faster than what we were able to achieve in Mamart. Um, yes. For example, if I have to just give an example, uh, what we achieved in Mamart in about um, you know, 24 months, we have achieved that in 12 months with the Dermaco. Uh, and, and that's the kind of narrative that we want to have for Hanasa going forward. That we are, we are a house of brands. We have playbooks through which we can scale up any brand that, um, you know, connects with the millennials that we come up with. Wish you luck on that, Gazal. Uh, but before we go, we want to touch base with you on your love for painting. Uh, I believe you love abstract painting. You have uh, graduated, uh, you've done your certification from the New York School of Art. You're also exhibiting in New York. How amongst all of this, starting at 4 a.m. and you know having such a rigorous work schedule, do you manage to pursue your love for arts? So there we go. I was very, very actively painting, exhibiting, and selling my works before I started Mama Earth. Uh, there, was, there was something which, which I connected with, and I was very sure that for the rest of my life, you know, this is something that I want to do. 
but then for a larger purpose, which was more personal, Mama Earth came in. Um, I think first eight months, I was not able to paint at all because I was just not able to figure out time. Um, and that's where, you know, that inspiration from my mother came in saying she never gave up on her passions while doing everything at the same time. So why are you, right? Um, which is where um, I started the 4am club. I picked up my passion for painting. I'm not very, very actively painting. I used to create about eight to 10 works a month, which have now gone down to probably two to three. Um, uh, but I take that extra effort of being at it and um, I, just, just, you know, wanting myself that if you give up, what will happen to you? Because this is meditation for me. This is something which keeps me alive, keeps me happy, keeps me going. Um, now, 4 a.m.s are the play times, but when 4 a.m.s don't work, say in a couple of weeks, I have more things to take care of, like the current week. Um, <laughs> then I pull out some time from the weekends where I bring my son down, both of us are painting at the same time with a little music going on in the background, just making it fun and, you know, involving the family into it is also a way to uh, keep up. Uh, we wish you a great success and, you know, very happy uh, uh, momentum and uh, and going forward, hope to see more from you. Thank you so much for the, for those kind words and I look forward to meeting you.